Hello, and welcome to the Lost Horror Podcast. Uh, this is your weekly show-ish, uh, where uh, me and my co-host, Eric Sayor, uh, discuss lots of, lots of stuff, uh, <laughs> and you listen to it every, <laughs> every week somehow. Um, congratulations. <laughs> I had a bit that doesn't fit now. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, uh, we are not the law, but uh, the movie law. But uh, yeah, we are. Maybe we are. Who knows? Maybe, maybe for you listeners, we are the one convincing you to watch or not watch right. movies. And yeah. today we'll be talking about some movies uh, maybe we shouldn't watch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, some movies that uh, you're better off not watching, uh, not spending your time on. Per se. Um, yeah, well, we'll see. These are at least they're interesting movies. I will say there's a lot to a lot to take apart and uh, discuss here. Um, so yeah, uh, do we want to just, just get yeah. into it? Just get into uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. After after diving into Schwarzenegger. We had to do a bit of Stallone. We did Rocky movies a few years ago, so now we're we're talking about Stallone uh, cop movies. Uh, almost by accident, there all three of these movies <laughs> he plays a cop, and uh, yeah, and so and we we started with Tango and Cash, which uh, is a, a, a buddy cop movie where Stallone plays. Um, a mix between a cop and a and a stockbroker, <laughs> <laughs> and is paired in this buddy cop movie with uh, Kurt Russell playing a street cop, mm-hmm. uh, and they and it's basically Hobbs and Shaw. So if you've watched yeah. Hobbs and Shaw, you've yeah. seen this movie. And I think this is kind of almost better than Hobbs and Shaw. Actually. Kind of, yeah, yeah. In, a, in a number of ways, I would say. Um, yeah, <laughs> it it relies a lot on. The charisma of Kurt and and Sly, yeah. um, and if whether or not you find that entertaining, if you're wanting like something I guess deeper than that, um, watch a different movie. Um, there are other movies that we've talked about on the show that are maybe <laughs> there for you, um, but not this one. This one's it's very much what you expect from knowing that those two actors are in the movie. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like very much a Nine, I'd say nineties, but it's like eighty nine uh, mm-hmm. action comedy of um, like the, the two of them play uh, LA cops uh, in the right. like in like a fake police where there's no like department, they're just cops, <laughs> <laughs> and both of them are like good. Uh, they're good at busting drugs. Uh, and yeah. One in like uh, half of LA, the other in the other half. Um, mm-hmm. They both get framed at the same time uh, by a villain. <laughs> right. One, one, a villain that's very much based on past villains, not as good. <laughs> um, I think none of the movies we're going to talk about have good villains, actually, uh, which is, I think is their biggest yeah. problem. Uh, Jack Palance, who's um, a classic Hollywood star. Uh, Oscar mm-hmm. nominee, Oscar winner, even I think, uh, um, in the fifties, uh, comes back forty years later and plays uh, uh, a villain that's like kind of almost trying to choose some scenery, but not. <laughs> doesn't mm-hmm. 
Yeah, if you're if you're expecting Jack Palance from '89 Batman, um, you're not even getting that. I would say you're not even getting that quality of <laughs> of insanity. Um, he's just kind of there to to say some lines a couple of times. Um, yeah, it's a he's not great. He's not he's not my favorite. Um, I much prefer his two underlings, which really don't get a lot of time themselves. Um, and also the guy with the ponytail. He was. He was fun, I would say. Um, him, Chin Dude. Um, a lot of the henchmen are better in these movies than the actual yeah. main villains. Um, more interesting, at least. Uh, yeah, I I agree. Uh, I don't particularly get like a, a British Cockney ponytail, <laughs> a sadistic guy who's like, let's add like ten adjectives. Um, to the, to his character, and he's gonna be all those things at the same time. <laughs> yeah, and and, I, and also he feels like a caricature. Like he's like mm-hmm. the weirdest villain. Like he's like a bunch of stuff put together. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's also like pretty by the book as a villain, completely uninteresting. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think yeah, the best part of this movie is Stallone and uh, Russell. Uh, they're so good together. They're just like, um, they have good chemistry. They have great chemistry in some scenes and just like, okay, ones and other. I think you can see like which scenes they filmed first and which ones they did later. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm pretty sure the shower scene was in the first scene they shot because that's like one of their best scenes of playing off each other. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so the the movie is about them getting framed for the murder of an FBI agent because uh, the mastermind criminal has everyone in, in his pocket. Mm-hmm. They're sent to a jail. They, they have a dashing escape. They're sent to a jail where they get tortured for a bit, then manage to escape, uh, chase down the criminals, and uh, in a huge climactic action scene that takes place in a kind yeah. of a big construction site for no reason, <laughs> like like the villain does drugs like exchanges drugs and uh our firearms but also his base up operation is a construction site that is where stuff is being constructed for no reason mm-hmm. <laughs> you learn that it's abandoned so it's just a construction site to have like big action scenes with like uh <laughs> construction equipment <laughs> yeah well so he's like a He's like a medieval lord or something. Yeah. <laughs> like he has a castle um, <laughs> and traps and stuff. Like I was surprised he didn't have a moat. Or did he? I can't actually remember. He, I, he might have, and I just might have forgotten it. Um, but yeah, like it's it's very... There's a lot of this stuff that feels very cartoony um, and almost comic booky, And that's the stuff that I really appreciated about it is how like over to the top that they go with it, which was almost a film that we almost watched for a second. Um, just for anyone that wants to know. Um, uh, but yeah, like it, it has this sort of um, this tone to it that is very akin to the fast movies or Hobbs and Shaw. And uh, watching it, I was like, oh, Hobbs and Shaw is literally like a almost a shot for shot remake in some places. Like it's very, very similar. Um, the biggest difference is like, the sister barely really affects the plot. Um, if she was like in this movie punching people, uh, it would be essentially the same thing. Um, 
but she's actually pretty good i would say she's as the sort of the yeah. third person uh for the few minutes that she has um uh, yeah. terry, terry hatcher is incredibly charismatic um <laughs> she has like a great dance scene uh she yeah. like tells a couple of guys to go fuck themselves in the best way she she's great she like yeah uh, she brings like fresh air in the movie when she get she gets in- reintroduced um and her and yeah. kurt russell play just really well together mm-hmm. yeah uh, just two very good looking very charismatic actors mm-hmm. yeah they're very convincing together um I want to know what that club is that they're at. I, I don't. I don't know what that is. Um, if that place exists, it's like a a PG thirteen burlesque club. I guess um, that's the best way I can describe it. Um, but I do want to go there someday. That'd be, <laughs> that would be great. Um, yeah, a lot, it, lot of fun there. Yeah, it feels like a place that stayed open until nineteen eighty nine and closed in nineteen ninety. <laughs> It's like a very over the top '80s thing that, like, kind of feels like it got abandoned. Maybe a bit later, but like halfway through the '90s, right? Uh, there's no like exuberant clubs to that extent, um, uh, at least in like popular culture. Um, I do. I think that the you know what kind of movie like almost immediately you're watching because mm-hmm. the first scene, the opening scene is like Stallone chasing a truck uh, that's supposedly full of drugs, and he right. like speeds up, passes a truck, uh, stops in the middle of the street, and then like gets out, shoots the truck with a like a small handgun um, until like the <laughs> the drivers get too scared and break and because they're, he knows that they're not wearing seat belts they go through the window <laughs> and then the like the 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 board the the patrol the local patrol the local sheriffs come and, mm-hmm. and see that the truck is actually say that that truck is filled with gas and say like <laughs> he thinks he's ramble talking about Sylvester Stallone which sure <laughs> sure movie okay i know what i'm into now <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah there's a lot there's a lot of that um moments of this felt kind of like commando um yeah. but never quite as blatant um yeah that was great um i love the local police that are just like right outside of la are talking like they're from the south um <laughs> uh, i love that he's like i want your badge i want your gun um all that stuff Every accent in this movie is insane. Like Jack Palance has like a weird French accent that doesn't sound French at all. (laughs) Um, The 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 Cockney accent it feels like a a complete parody. Like it feels like Uh I'm sure like you listen to that guy talk and he has like a a a very a very different accent in person and just like was played up, played up, played up until he got. Well, he's the guy from the beginning of Blade Runner who does the who kills the guy that's giving him the test. Um, he's that guy who's like, I would flip the turtle over. I would help it. Um, and, and that's his voice. That sort of I don't know how to describe it. Um, and yeah, he's he's fascinating <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> he's doing so many things. Um, uh, when they. 
<laughs> the grenade and that whole sequence is uh fantastic but at the same time i it's very hard to separate uh real life <laughs> from these movies sometimes and uh this movie taking place in la um but that was like okay bad cop and worse cop that's that feels like a real technique that uh, actual police officers maybe should stop using um uh, this should be a movie thing only, um, because yeah, uh... yeah, it, it's interesting uh, talking about this movie specifically compared to to others because this one feels like so much of a parody, so much of a comedy uh, mm-hmm. that it it doesn't. Part- I don't feel uh, yeah bothered by it to an extent. Like uh, right, it feels like very jokey in the same way. Something like. Uh, when I'm watching like Fast and Furious, I'm not thinking about right. <laughs> the politics of their fighting style, right? Um, no, you're not. You're yeah. You're yeah, thinking of a lot of other things first. It's a, it's a movie that's like kind of distance, and that I I think yeah. Actually, the, the the scene the scene that bothered me the most probably in this film is uh when he when Kurt Russell uh kind of tortures basically the chinese guy the um that was yeah. to kill him which yeah. feels kind of feels a lot worse than that grenade thing because that grenade thing they're making fun of him and mm-hmm. it's like all bluffing which right. i guess is like bad yes but it's like it's played for jokes mm-hmm. in a way that you all you you know you all you you actually know what those characters are doing Right, right. You're not. You're never. You never think there's an actual grenade in play. Um, but yeah, for the most part, there was a moment where I was like, "Are they really gonna blow this guy's?" Nuts oh, yeah, off? The, the yeah. end. At, at the end of the scene where they, they like leave, and you're kind of expecting to hear an explosion, and you don't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for that moment, but for the most yeah. of it, I was like, "Okay, this is just a bit." And then they kind of got serious for like a second and then it sort of went away. I guess that's, if I have a problem with this movie, it's that sometimes the tone gets super dark, um, seemingly out of nowhere, and it doesn't work. Um, The torture scene in the prison gets pretty dark. um, And I'm not, I wasn't a fan of that. Um, And again, like like you said, the scene where he's interrogating the man who tried to kill him. Like, there are parts of this where they go very serious, um, and it kind of distracts from the rest of the movie. Again, versus, say, Hobbs and Shaw, which I don't really think has that problem. They kind of have managed throughout most of those movies to not get too serious, um, unless it really called for it in the moment. Um, and yeah, this so that's a, I think that's a problem, sort of tonal inconsistency within this movie. Um, yeah. Um... What this movie does a lot better than Hobbs and Shaw, I mentioned it, but it's the Terry Hatcher, Kurt Russell relationship mm-hmm. that feels very believable, even when the short time they spend together. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> with The Rock, I absolutely do not get that. <laughs> it's like the the Rock has to be attractive because he's The Rock, but like, right. The Rock doesn't look very human. Um, right, I think we discussed this. Yeah, he does not this. look like a human being anymore. He, um... <laughs> right? He's he's like, I I never believe like I can't believe right. a, any romantical uh, relationship in a movie with The Rock because I don't mm-hmm. think that like 
His right. arms are too big to be attractive. Right. It's like somebody who wants to have sex with the building. Um, it, yeah. just doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Like, if, if that's your kink, fine. We don't kink shame on this show. Uh, right. But uh, yeah, it's, in a movie, it feels weird. But uh, Kurt Russell, uh, always hot in this movie, incredibly yes. hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There are moments in this where it's like, wow. Wow, Kurt. Just, just, just wow. Um, you can stop at any time, Kurt. You could turn this off, but uh, he doesn't want to. Um, Again, this scene where they're, then bo- they're, we just transition to both of their asses in the shower. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're just like making fun of each other and trash talking. And it's just like very good. And they're, and it's it's uh it's one of the best part like what it's it's when the movie like uh their relationship started working for me right mm-hmm. uh, um yeah. i do like uh, uh, we spoke about the introduction of Stallone, but we didn't uh, talk about the introduction of uh kurt russell cash who's uh who is introduced in one of the most insane chase scene <laughs> ever put in film uh, where like uh, he goes back home uh, a Chinese assassin tries to kill him uh, he follows him chases him into a, uh, an underground parking and then like <laughs> so many things happen in the parking first there's like an old lady old lady crossing the crossing the um, yeah. Basically, crossing the parking while um, the assassin is driving a car straight at Kurt Russell. Then there's like a, an Eastern European immigrant with like gifts, and then Stallone—but not Stallone, sorry—Russell steals his car and he yeah. screams at him. And then there's like the couple having sex in the car. It's um, and the physical chasing itself is completely ridiculous. It's like a. Um, at the first, it's like a car being driven at Russell, like he's a, a, a toreador in Spain, and he's like just like uh, leaping from one side to the other. It's it's very funny. It's like you immediately get the tone of this movie and those two characters, uh, well established. Um, I I this is a fun movie, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a good time. It's a very yeah. good time. Um, yeah, like. The prison escape is really good. Like, there's a lot of very good sequences in this movie. Um, yeah, like I really like just him like interrogating the sound expert. That stuff's really good. Um, the courtroom stuff is like kind of weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just a little bit odd. Um, but I did have a fun time with it for the most part. Um, but yeah, them like tracking down the people who gave testimony against them. That stuff was mostly all right. Um, yeah, like there's a lot of interesting stuff in here. Um, I do like the two, like they're higher ups within the police force. I love that they both have the "I'm gonna take your badge" guy, but they're just very supportive. Um, yeah, <laughs> which was fun. Um, I was like, well, one of these guys is gonna. One of these guys is gonna get shot because you can't keep both of them. Um, and yeah, I thought that they did enough to make those characters interesting but not distracting. Um, yeah, and I did like that they gave them a moment to be like, How's your guy? <laughs> is he all right? Is he gonna be okay? Um, that stuff was fun as well. Um, I like that they have a cue, yeah. Um, has his own personal cue, 
Uh, I was a very big fan of that, obviously. Um, but he's he's great. Uh, I like that he's actually part of the mission when they're when they're there, and he's like, "What's going on with my car?" Um, <laughs> it's the cussing. We'll bring it back in one piece, and it gets completely destroyed, of course. Um, but. Yeah. Uh, my favorite thing I think is that he's the one that made Kurt Russell a shoe gun because of course that guy would have a gun in his shoe because he thinks that it's the coolest thing. Yeah. You know. Um, it's so useful. Uh, it'll never run out of function. Um, yeah, there's a lot of that. And we do get the classic like people testing stuff in the background. Um, which is always fun, of course. Yeah. Um, Big fan of that on this show. Yeah. <laughs> this time it's like a, a dog that's made to guard elderly homes uh, <laughs> and it just explodes in the back. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's very weird. It's like a lot weirder than I would have imagined for like police. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's it's kind of also weird thinking about like that in the current context. But again, yeah. it's so played ridiculously. And I, I think um I think something you sense in this movie uh is that it's it feels uh from a different era uh, mm-hmm. than the other two uh the other two movies. Um Yeah. Yeah, this feels like sort of the end of one style of making action movies sort of giving way to another. Um, Cause this is actually, it's one of the two last movies to come out uh, in 1989. Um, I'm seeing at least on the Wikipedia, which is never wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, but it, it came out the same weekend as the Spielberg movie always. Um, so yeah, like this is, it's literally the last 1989 movie um and the last movie of the 80s and that that just makes complete and total sense um because it it all is there in the movie um yeah uh yeah i also think um i I think something that's you see the influence in on these two other movies is the the especially talking about la is there Rodney King trial and the Rodney King riots uh, that took place like after this movie, but I think around the time the Mission Man came out, or uh, right. at least yeah. the unrest started before. Um, and it, you see that there's a different way of talking about like the streets and uh, the po- mm-hmm. what the police has to do in the streets. Um, and in, in yeah. it's very specific and very similar in Demolition Man and in and in uh, Judge Dredd. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, this which which for me makes this feels like uh, it, it's it's an it's fully like a completely ridiculous eighties movie kind mm-hmm. of in the same way that Commando is, and it's it's harder for me to think uh, more critically about like how it presents police compared to the other two films who exist in a in a world after the uh, after the Rodney King's uh, the the riots that followed the Rodney King's trial mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah um 
So if you want something completely diverted, <laughs> and uh, 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 where policemen absolutely never feel like policemen, like they're not police, right? Uh, I, Stallone has to wear glasses to seem smart because he's a stockbroker, and he says to his boss that he he does police work for the adrenaline. He <laughs> that's it. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's really dumb, but I, I enjoyed every moment of it. I have to say, um, yeah. it, yeah, it's it's something. Um, yeah, let's see. Um, I think we can move on to uh, demolition yeah. man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> very. A lot of people have been talking about this movie recently uh, because of how it predicts our world to an extent uh so i really wanted to watch it it's kind of like half the reason for this episode is me wanting to watch this movie um and it's it's weird it's an interesting movie uh it also it's it's so if you have no idea what demolition is which is very possible uh yeah. demolition man starts in 1996 the streets are on fire uh only sylvester stallone playing john spartan can save the world i can say can save uh can capture the criminal uh played by wesley snipes uh the best mm-hmm. part of this movie yeah uh, I, I was completely wrong when i said the villains were bad in these movies i forgot for a second about wesley snipes who's yeah yeah Who's maybe the best, my favorite performance in any of these three movies? Um, but but yeah. we got back to it. Yeah, Stallone um, captures uh, the villain, plays by Snipes. Um, but in 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 the action, twenty civilians die. So he's uh, he's sent to prison, and in that in 1996, prison is a cryogenic state. Uh, mm-hmm. for 70 years uh, mm-hmm. with parole available only in 40. Uh, so he's frozen and wakes up in a dystopian future. In a utopian yeah. future at first, that's what you think is going on. But right. of course, it has like is it, its dystopian side, uh, mm-hmm. a future where everything is incredibly sanitized. Uh, people don't touch each other uh, for because of their fear of germs, which brings us back to 2020. <laughs> uh, people use like screens to communicate. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, um, it's 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 a weird it, and and police don't have, know the fuck what they're doing. Uh, <laughs> but again, 2020, um, very much so. It's yeah. a and it's a, it's a very interesting movie. It's it's pretty good. I honestly. I honestly really got into this one. Um, it's a it's a movie that exists in the future of this world, so it's it has a bunch of actual pop culture reference, which you rarely get in a movie. Right. It's like filled with jokes and stuff, uh, and some of them are really good. Uh, yeah. Some of them are kind of boring, uh, but it's like. Stallone plays the fish out of water in the future. He doesn't know how to do anything. Uh, it's 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 good. I I, I liked yeah. it. What what did you think? I overall, I think I enjoyed it. Um, what what I 
what struck me from the first few minutes was I immediately realized, oh, this is this is like a Batman movie. Somebody wanted to make a Batman, but they couldn't do Batman. So they just changed a lot of the names and the context because this feels like a very Batman Joker thing that Stallone and Snipes have at the very beginning. And I'm into it. I'm I'm very into their like weird relationship that is very similar. Um and that was a lot of fun watching that develop. Um I really enjoyed the sort of utopia dystopia thing that they were doing um uh yeah it's it's very interesting a lot of this movie um i think a lot of uh, like you said a, a lot of the jokes are actually very good um some of them really work um and some of them really fall flat um and then some of the performers and some of the people that are in it are people where i'm like I don't ever want to see your face again, but I have to because it's the nineties and this is the period of time where the, those faces in particular were at their biggest and most prominent. Um, so yeah, that was, that was interesting. So um, you're talking about Rob Schneider, <laughs> Rob Schneider and um, the, I can't remember his name, but he leads the underground people. Um, Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary. He kind of annoys me. Um, for very specific reasons that we don't have to go into. Here. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, he, but he's he's not a great he's not a great guy. Um, oh. So yeah, like not on the same level, but similar ish. Um, so yeah, like I'm annoyed by their both of their faces, um, but they're they're here, they're in the films, <laughs> uh, and they don't really distract too much. Um, um, yeah, I like, like, that like Rob yeah. Schneider has exactly one scene, and it's to make fun of Stallone that he doesn't know how to use the shells after <laughs> going to the bathroom because they use shells to uh, as a replacement for toilet paper. Um, yeah, never explain what they actually do with them. Uh, it's just a joke, and it's there for it's the one <laughs> Rob Schneider scene. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty good. Yeah, the shells thing has spawned like entire internet controversies. There are people that are convinced the shells are buttons, um, on like a, on like, on the toilet that like turn on. Yeah, yeah, like a yeah. Um, I'm I'm very into that. The fact that there's all that stuff. Um, that stuff's funny. I really like the Taco Bell bit. At first, I kind of rolled my eyes, but as it played out, I was like, okay, that's kind of perfect. Like. All restaurants are restaurants are Taco Bell, and then they're doing like the little mini food thing, which in the '90s that was just a thing that people did to dunk on restaurants, the micro food. Um, but it was a perfect confluence of different jokes that are kind of old and dated coming together to make one joke that was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, I liked that. I like the way it plays out. I like that again. The underground people are stealing from Taco Bell trucks to eat um that and they're making rat burgers um <laughs> the way stallone sells that when they're in the underground he's like this is the best burger i've had in a while um that was very that was very fun um honestly that burger looked pretty good yeah it did it looked pretty great i would i would eat it i would probably eat it yeah um cook it long enough there's a there's no there's no problem uh it's just just meat um so yeah uh that was all interesting um kind of going to something specific here um 
in this world, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was president of the <laughs> yes. United States, of course. Uh... <laughs> right, because again, they can't not jab at each other. They just have to like. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was kind of uh, telling the future in some ways, to a degree. Um, and there are still people now who want him to run for president, which I don't understand why, but that is a thing. So, mm, um, that was interesting, though. Um, oh, I had something for a second and I lost it. Um, so we both grew up with the Austin Powers movies. Am I correct? Or is that? Uh, yeah, I did see them a bunch when I was young. Yeah. Uh, uh so how was it? realizing the beginning of austin powers is just this movie um was that uh was that interesting to you like it was for me um because there's so much of it where i'm like oh i've seen this before it was it's austin powers it's just a little bit different they i'm kind of shocked now because i'm just realizing it i haven't seen austin powers in maybe 15 years maybe we should do austin powers actually that would be interesting yeah. uh, Especially after, the, yeah, 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 yeah. After Bond made probably a good time, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even talk about it. Uh, it does, <laughs> it does feel very uh, similar. Yeah, um, like just purely the way that they're frozen also just looks very similar. Um, but like the defrosting, all that. Um, their version of cryo freezing. Is interesting. Um, I was kind of glad that they came back to that, that the cryo freezing played a part in how the movie ends. Um, uh, yeah, just like structurally, I enjoyed that. Um, so I guess if I have to like nail down a, an issue I have with this movie, it's I didn't love most of the action sequences. Did you have a similar thing? Oh, like, yeah. I like everything There's like yeah. 15 cuts in between like two punches it's filmed yeah. from like 16 different cameras and they cut between each of them because they're there it's it's, it's yeah, bad. <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's very bad but i like everybody in the movie that's the pro- that's my problem yeah. i'm having yeah, I, like- I like how um I, I like the play off that they have between each other between um uh stallone and uh wesley snipes Right, uh, the action itself it does never feels like it fits like what's going on between the characters. Right. I, I I think I like that first. Uh, yes, yes, that first action sequence the, is very. First good. action sequence where in, in the building on fire, you're like, oh shit, mm-hmm. it's this kind of movie. It goes all the way there, and then it never reaches that height again. Uh, there's no. the like, there's the fight in the museum, which is uh, yeah, that one's not terrible. It's but not it's, terrible, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of it could just be better, especially when like he recruits a team of bad guys and like Jesse Ventura's in there. Um, and it's like, well, that would have been fun for Jesse Ventura to have like a line or something. And like they have, uh, Shredder's secondhand man from Ninja Turtles is just there in the background also. Um, there's a lot of that kind of stuff and those characters just have very little to do. They shoot guns and then they get often and that's that's it it seems like um so yeah i i think i would have liked better action sequences and i knew this was going to happen we were going to get there but like 
if I have to comment on uh, Judge Dredd a little bit early, I would say, before we get there all the way, I maybe like the action sequences in that movie a little bit better. I think a lot of it's better handled in that movie. Um, but it maybe has the opposite problem, where I don't care about any of those characters or like yeah. any of their interactions at all. Um, they're mostly very bad and they don't work. Um, minor exceptions here and there, but a lot of them just don't feel like actual human beings. Um, and I would say that this movie, a lot of the characters do feel well, well handled, well, well, um, we, uh, shepherded by their, by the actors playing them. We haven't um, talked about, uh, we haven't even mentioned, I think, Sandra Bullock at all. Yeah, she's great. I would <laughs> she, say she's really good. Uh, she, She's paired with Stallone, uh, mm-hmm. being the one that's like kind of showing him around the new world. Uh, she kind of is obsessed with him in a way because she's right. like a fan of the 90s culture. Um, she's like obsessed with old movies. She tries to uh, give, like, say action quotes bit and always gets them wrong, which is like the worst bit in the movie, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. But th- but the best joke in the movie is when uh, her best joke is when she she suddenly out of nowhere develops a- action skills and starts kicking guys around and <laughs> and <laughs> she gets asked like where did you learn that and she says Jackie Chan movies which honestly good good one yeah uh, that's a good one yeah, yeah. um <laughs> that was so good I w- again like I wish there were more moments like that in the movie yeah. of her just like kicking ass that'd be great um that would have been fantastic in this movie um like her versus jesse ventura would have been fun um that would have been interesting lots of different energy that's going on there um yeah like she was fun she i think she sold the future very well um i think she made a lot of it work for me even if it looked kind of goofy or maybe wasn't all there like she sold the idea that they just listened to like uh commercial themes <laughs> really well. I was like, okay, yeah, I guess I buy this because she's really into it and she's really making it work. So when they like go into the Taco Bell and they're playing like an up uh, a nicer version of the Green Giant theme, I was like, all right, <laughs> I'm not rolling my eyes at this. I don't love it. Um, that bit did get a little bit old after yeah. a certain point. Um, but when it first came up, I was like, okay, that's that's kind of funny, I guess. That's not horrible. Um, that's, that's a lot of what I would say about this movie. Not horrible. Not, <laughs> not awful. Um, the main, like, villain plot is kind of, it's, it's kind of dumb. I feel like it could have, I feel like in an earlier version of the movie, it was more important. But... Oh, yeah, it's, it's uh, completely stupid. So the... The true villain is, of course, uh, the guy that developed all the technology and created this mm-hmm. utopia who programmed uh, Wesley Snipes to be a, uh, a death murder killer, mm-hmm. uh, which is how they call it. <laughs> Every murder, it's a death murder kill, which yeah. I think is always funny. Um so yeah, he programmed Wesley Snipes to 
kill the basically the leader uh Dennis Leary who's more or less the leader of the underground people um so the people that don't get to live in the this utopia so basically all the brown people in LA uh because mm -hmm. you don't see one one Latino person in this movie until you get to the underground right uh, well we do have a uh, the other officer uh Benjamin Bratt but other than that yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, like it's a lot of it's a lot of white people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, for the most part, um, yeah. there's like as soon as you get to the underground, right? It's it immediately feels like mm -hmm. okay, it's the multicultural poor people that are all living here and are all still mm -hmm. trying to have like uh, live an old life in a, to an extent, right? Um, trying to eat like the real food and just like drink and have like a, a normal life but they don't have enough food to survive um yeah it's it's uh um i lost my point <laughs> uh, yeah it, it's yeah the whole plan is like yeah he hired he he programs him to get out to kill this particular guy whose only crime is to steal like taco bell food and to right. do some tags, right? It's completely stupid. It makes no sense. Uh, right, it, yeah. It turns against him, of course, because Wesley Snipes is way too good for that <laughs> for that, for that uh, dumb guy with weird utopic ideas. Um, right. He's yeah, basically, he's an incel, right? Like he, he doesn't yeah. want people to touch each other because he never got touched in his life. Right. Oh God. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. You just cracked it. Like. Oh wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot going on in this movie that's not. Not the best. Like I'm stuck on the fact that he felt like he had to take a guy from the older century and make him more of a killer. That's the thing that I'm really hung up on. Like, I know Stallone is like a he's like a super cop or whatever, but like. You didn't. You don't need to like juice these guys up to, to make them kill for you. You could just like get one of them out, just and just put them in the underground and like, you know, do the whole mind thing of just like, well, they only listen to your command. That's all you need. You yeah. don't need to add any other juice. That's <laughs> yeah, no. not a very good plan. Yeah, it's real dumb. Uh. And it backfires hard. Yeah, like, I, it was interesting. A lot of this movie was fun for the most part. I did find myself thinking of another movie for a lot of it. Um, and I realized that once I got to sort of the end, is a, a movie called, um, I'm forgetting the name of it now, but it stars Russell Crowe and um, Denzel Washington. And it is a very sort of similar premise um, to this movie. It's, it's also sort of like a dystopic, utopian future. Um, and in that movie, it, the sort of Wesley Snipes character is an AI uh, who is sort of uh, invented to uh, train people that look for serial killers. Um, and he's given a physical body and he just runs rampant over future people who haven't had to deal with real killers for a while. Um, and I was like, I feel like this movie was I feel like that movie was made to recapture like what this movie did for somebody like somebody 
came to this movie and, uh, and they were like, all right, we need to do this again. So people really liked this, uh, or we think people really liked this, so we have to recreate this. I think it's virtuosity is the yeah. movie, by the way. Um, and because it, it, they feel very similar. They're doing a very similar thing. Um, and then I was just very like curious, like, who's, who came to the conclusion that we needed to recreate Demolition Man? And I was like, are there other Demolition Man clones out there that I haven't seen? Do I need to track down all the Demolition Man clones? Um, because there has to be other movies where... Yeah, they have to exist. Movies that are just like, well, let's just do a version of Demolition Man, but let's swap out the characters, make them a little bit different. Because, um, yeah, it's a, there's a lot there. I We should watch that movie for the show when yeah. we do a Russell Crowe episode <laughs> so you can see what I mean, because it's something. It sounds interesting. Um, I I think something that's hard for me to, to get, it's like, what's the point of this movie, right? It's like, mm-hmm. a, um, like, is it, it? What is like? Is it trying to make fun of like uh, conservatism taken to an extreme, or right. is it more making fun of like uh, uh, liberal vegans taking to an extreme? Right? Uh, you can't even touch each other. Like, is it right? It because Stallone plays the the. The ultra macho cop and is the mm-hmm. hero. I think it's, it's supposed to be the second, but it can so easily be read now as the first. Uh, right. I, I think it's probably somewhere in both. Like it's making fun of both extremes, uh, putting them yeah, together. So. And yeah, uh, yeah. I and think that's what the ending is about. When he's yeah. telling, he's telling Dennis Lear, he's like, "You, you both have good ideas. Your hearts are in the right place, but like." Maybe things need to be somewhere sort of more in the middle of your two uh, philosophies and just figure that out. Just just put yeah. your heads together. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know if it's a movie that really has a, a solid message, I would say. I, I think that's a problem with it is it doesn't, I don't think it really has a conclusion. Um, yeah, I, I'm not looking for a message because a movie doesn't. Right. You know, I'm trying, just trying to read what it's doing uh, and it's doing so many interesting yeah. there's some smart stuff in there and there's like some really dumb stuff uh, yeah. and it's it feels a bit like all over the place in an interesting way I think which is why it, it kind of uh, lasts it's why a movie people gravitate right. because it does like some interesting predicting the future stuff it does some right. uh, yeah. uh, it does present a world without violent policing that kind of works right it mm-hmm. does work there's like no there hasn't been a murder in 15 right. years when he yeah. comes back uh which yes the standard of living is bad but also like that's a good thing right you don't need mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you, you you didn't need uh john spartan at all until like uh mm-hmm. until uh simon phoenix uh rose like a phoenix <laughs> right yeah exactly exactly um yeah it's 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 interesting yeah yeah it's it's it's, it's one that's worth watching i think uh yeah of, of these of these movies tango and cash is the most fun one i think and this is mm-hmm. the most interesting one definitely um yeah it's 
yeah, it's fascinating. It's I, and yeah. yeah. And um, to get back to just because we didn't get super into it, to Sandra Bullock, I think her relationship with uh, Stallone is very interesting and in how they play off each other. Right. How she's playing kind of um uh don't, not not stupid isn't the word, but like uh kind of uh, very naive um mm-hmm. to an ex- naive to an extent uh but also like uh at some point she's um she gets it like she's the only person in the future that gets it right mm-hmm. uh what needs to be done she she she's the most interesting character probably in this movie and yeah. and <laughs> the the scene where he where she's like uh trying to remember the exact quote when stallone Try insults the police chief, and she's mm-hmm. like, "Didn't didn't you read my uh, thesis on heterosexual uh, macho man using insults and anger as their only way to communicate?" <laughs> it's very good. It's like one of the best scenes, but <laughs> one of the best lines, I think. Uh, yeah, film, yeah, yeah. That, that's just good. Um, I- so one last thing I think on the whole Sandra Bullock Stallone stuff. Um, uh, I wouldn't be surprised to find out that uh, Chan Wook Park loved this movie um, <laughs> uh, because it's a it's very old boy in their relationship, which is uh, I feel like it hints heavily that she's his daughter, right? Did you did you get that vibe? Because I got that vibe a lot. Um, and uh, again, you can't prove me wrong. That Park Chan Wook was not sitting in a theater somewhere, like, hmm, what if this was the movie? Um, <laughs> so, so it feels like the movie was first written as she's his daughter, and then was rewritten right. as she's not. Right? This is. It feels like that. Yeah, definitely. It this was is definitely exactly. there. Yeah, like it. It was there, and then it was removed at some point, probably because of Sandra Bullock. Um, I think that once they got America's Sweetheart, as they called her at the time, once that happened, I think the movie changed. They were like, okay, well, her and Stallone, they have to get together. Because it was originally Lori Petty playing the main uh, female lead. Um, And I can see the daughter thing kind of making more sense when she was the lead. Um, So yeah, I think that stuff happened. Uh, There's probably other aspects. I... Uh, the director also, he's not uh, really a filmmaker. Um, he does, like, video installations. Like, he's, I think he's, like, an experimental artist, um, photographer, things like that. Yeah, video artist is what it says in his occupation. He's not really a director. Um, he did, like, three other movies after this, most of which I have not seen or heard of. Um, so like because of that the movie looks very pretty a lot of it just looks fantastic um and it feels very well designed um but yeah like it doesn't a lot of the characters don't really feel uh fully fleshed out yeah um i think a lot of it comes down to just the performances are very good um and they they get they add a lot to it i would say um yeah um, I think I 
I'll, I'll tell you something about the script of this movie that probably won't surprise you. Uh, I think I read that uh, Joss Whedon bunched up the script and added a bunch of jokes, which mm. uh, make like half the humor make really more a lot more sense. Um, yeah. um, I'm not hundred. Uh, oh, he was he was doing that a lot at this. Yeah period in time like he was he was working a lot uncredited on a, a number of films um i think toy story is the first major movie he was credited for i don't know if we brought that up when we did the toy story episode but we should have um but yeah um i'm not sh- but i'm not shocked at all that that makes a lot of sense yeah um, this is why, like uh, i think uh, he kind of He's, he was very good at humor in this era specifically, I think, too. Yeah. In a way that uh, a lot of the jokes still land. A lot of the pop culture stuff feels still relevant. Uh, mm-hmm. there's, of course, there's a, um, a say hello to my little friend line in this mm-hmm. movie. <laughs> uh, between others, I took some notes of like some of the obvious pop culture things, but... Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it's a yeah, it's, it's a movie worth visiting. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's a good time to move on to Judge Dredd, uh, a movie that sure. I yeah. can never enjoy that much because I was always thinking about Dread t- 2012 and how fucking mm-hmm. good that movie was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so th- this is a movie that's been coming for me for a very long time. It was going to be on here or it was going to be on Phantom Zone at some point. Uh, it just worked out that we're doing it here first. Um, yeah, this movie's, it's something. Like I-, I said this sort of during the pre-show. I can see how this movie happened in Demolition Man to some extent. Like, I feel like Stallone and Rob Snyder must have like hung out after that movie (laughs) and they were like we should do a movie together and that's why he's in this movie as like the sidekick um uh, not a good sidekick either i would argue i don't know how he felt about him as a sidekick um a lot of this movie just does not work for me i like the design stuff um quite a bit Um, oh yeah it looks like star wars in the best way yeah. Uh, which immediately got me. Like I was, I was immediately all in on this movie just because of the look, uh, mm-hmm. and that first action scene, which is uh, a lot better than any action in the Militian Man, uh, mm-hmm. got me like on board. Um, and then uh, you you get Rob Schneider for like mm-hmm. half the movie, just there making bad faces and bad jokes. And why is that character? Th- <laughs> I'm telling you, Stallone was like, "We need some levity on the set," <laughs> and he, he was like, "I got this friend. I know if you heard of him, Rob Snyder." Um, and I, I, I would, all, I would bet money on it. Like, uh, but he's there. Um, I don't know. Like, I would have, I would give up his entire time for more Diane Lane. Not that she has a lot to do in this movie, but she's more interesting. I would say, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, uh, there's a lot of it where I'm like, I, if I just had that part, I would be far more interested. 
Um, I actually really like Armand Asante as the like evil dread. Um, he's he's having a lot of fun in this movie. Um, I was very glad to see that uh, Josie made it out of the uh, <laughs> cabinet um, <laughs> and into the future somehow. Um, I don't know how that worked, but she she survived. Um, and but yeah, when she showed up, I was like, oh, nice. And then she proceeds to have nothing to do really in the oh, movie. Oh yeah, she's or... just there because she's in this the 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 short post Twin Peaks uh, mm-hmm. high of her American career, uh, not height of her career. Like she has uh, very many great roles in mm-hmm. uh, in amongst others uh, right. Ang movies. But yeah, she's uh, she, she had a short American career mostly around Twin Peaks and uh, it's like every time I see a Twin Peaks actor I'm happy right right yeah yeah it's it's a it gives you a little bit of like ah that was nice that's that's, yeah. that's a good thing um yeah it just makes me but the problem is it makes me just want to go and rewatch Twin Peaks which not a bad thing I would say um not a uh, not a problem well, of course Max von Sydow is in this movie of yeah. course of like, course he is and <laughs> And he's supposed to be Sylvester Stallone's clone donor, clone father, I guess. Something like that. I think that. he's the one that's like started the experiments and like considered right. him like he's one of the donors because they're supposed to be him and his clone brother, the perfect policeman and the perfect criminal, right? Right. It sort of worked out that way. They were supposed to both be the perfect policeman. But one of them turned evil. I'm glad that they weren't like, well, it was only supposed to be one, and then you were just born, and we don't know why. Like, that would have been really dumb. <laughs> but it's just like, there was an aberration, I guess. And then, yeah, um, it's an, this is something I want your opinion on, because I've heard people say both about this. Do you believe that Armand Asante and Stallone came from the cl- same clone batch? Do you believe that, just looking at them? Um, does that does that check out for you, or is that like no? They look nothing alike. There's nothing similar about them at all. Um, I think because they're supposed to be the mix of like ten different people, it mm-hmm. makes sense in my head. Uh, it's like the, you get the physical trait of whoever, uh, right? Mixed and matched. So I, I believe it. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I buy it. I could, I, yeah, I, I definitely buy it. Um, it kind of makes sense to me and. I would say, like, if you were putting them in another movie and you were casting them as siblings, I would also believe that. I wouldn't, if they were trying to say that they're identical, I'd be like, okay, come on, guys. <laughs> we need to calm down here. <laughs> identical, they are not. Um, similar ish, I, I would go with maybe. Um, but they're, I would say they have a, they have interesting chemistry um, when they're on screen together because. Stallone is, I think he's trying to not go too big in this movie. Um, he fails many times, but he's really trying. And Armand Asante is eating the entire set. Yeah. Um, just, he's just gobbling it all up, and it's it's fantastic. Um, he makes uh, Jurgen Brock now look like he's just a small little ant um, in comparison um the cast in this movie is just utterly insane it's yeah it's very weird <laughs> that he chose these actors to play this movie um 
I I don't like Ermon Asante as much as you did. I think uh, he's... I had fun with it. I wouldn't say he's like the best, but oh yeah, no, he's fine. Uh, uh, he he is definitely fine. I think my favorite part about him is he has his the his robot friend. Right. The yeah, the robot. The robot's pretty great. The so um. So yeah. okay, this movie is like supposed to be uh, still on Conan, right? It opens with like a weird narration, yeah, and, uh, by James Earl Jones, of course. <laughs> it has like <laughs> Max von Sydow, Sydow, yes, Sydow. Okay, Max von Sydow. Yeah, there's a lot there. Leadership role. It's it's like. Uh, he has to go basically on a quest in the desert, more or less. Uh, it's based off like an old pulp novel, yeah. comic yeah. book. Yeah. It's, it's his Conan, right? <laughs> um, wow, like, now that you say it, yeah. From the opening, I was like, wait, I feel like I, I saw this before. Oh, this. It has like an opening crawl, It's um, and then yeah. you go straight into like... Uh, an action scene. It's not as uh, artsy or visually interesting, I think. Uh, in, uh, it is as visually interesting, I think, in Conan in completely different ways. Um, right. Yeah. So, um, if you're very confused and not familiar at all, uh, Judge Dredd is a comic book hero, Pulp Fiction hero. Uh, not, re- not really. So, this is... <laughs> This is another problem I have. I'm not like a huge 2000 AD, which is the name of the book. I'm not a huge fan of it. I haven't really read it, but I know enough about it to tell you that this is a bad adaptation um, (laughs) of the books because the books are meant to be sort of tongue in cheek and kind of sarcastic. They're not intended to be taken seriously. That's my understanding. Like um, they're very much in the style of like heavy metal. where it's all supposed to be like crazy. It's meant to be insanity and not taken super seriously. You're meant to like laugh at it just a little bit. And I don't know if this movie knows that. I don't I don't know if it's aware that you're not really supposed to be taking it super seriously. Um and I think on that level it doesn't work because I'm not sure if anybody is aware that they did it wrong but at the same time there are moments where i'm like this is ridiculous and somebody firmly had their tongue in their cheek at this moment but i'm not sure (laughs) i'm not entirely sure if they are um like i think what happened happens in this kind of movie is like someone that loved Judge Dredd, as a child, wrote like a very serious Dredd script, and the uh, a producer decided let's add Rob Schneider to it, and it's gonna be uh, very violent for sure, Mad Maxi, and but with Rob Schneider, so it's gonna be funny. People, kids are gonna like it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I can see that, and, and it feels all over the place tonal wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, but the way you, you're describing Dread, I'm thinking about 2012 Dread, which is like a super serious action movie, which is exactly what I'm describing was maybe the first script of this movie. Um, uh, again, probably not a, 
the a good adaptation, just a good movie. Um, uh, yeah, I would say again, I'm not an expert. <laughs> I think most people would agree that at least that movie, that movie has like a solid idea or a thing that it's doing. Also, um, like that movie has a core concept that it's sticking to. Um, and as long as it has a core concept of its own that it's sticking to, I think you can forgive it from going away from the source material. That's why the Conan movie works as well as it does, because it's not, you know, a, a classical adaptation of the Conan source material, but it feels right for the character and the, and it has its own concept that it's following through and sticking to. And this movie doesn't have... I don't think it has a core to it at all versus the newer dread movie, which feels like it has some very strong hands pulling the reins and making very thoughtful decisions about what the movie should be in the end. Um, and yeah, like, like you said, this movie just feels like it's completely all over the place. Yeah. I don't know if anybody involved with this knew what they were doing. Danny Cannon from the looks of it, he had only, I don't think he had directed really anything for this. It feels like one where he was the director. He's credited as the director, but I don't know how much of an actual influence he had on the final movie that people saw in the end of the day. Um, D'Souza being a writer and all of that other stuff leads me to believe this as well. Um, He's the director also of recent acclaimed movie Geostorm, uh, which you yeah. maybe heard of, and a movie I think did you watch? Were you the one that watched? I still know what you did last summer recently. Uh, I watched the original. I did not watch the sequel. Um, that's another night in the future, perhaps. Because <laughs> um, I know you were binging horror franchises, so I, maybe yeah. I just assumed from seeing you watching the first one. No, but again, you never know. This, the longer this this whole virus goes on, people wear your masks. So I don't have to watch every horror movie. Just do it. Just do it for me. So I don't. <laughs> so I don't have to just watch all of the other howlings that I didn't see already. Every single movie on Shutter is gonna be on your letterbox by the end of it. Yes, movies that are not my taste whatsoever. I'll watch the cannibal movies by the end of this. Just give me time. <laughs> I'll watch the Italian cannibal movies and I'll hate myself for it, but I'll do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> God damn it. Um, so yeah, that's that's something. Um, but yeah, not a not a not an acclaimed director of this movie. Um, and again, I don't think it really comes together. Uh, yeah, there, there's very well. There's almost something there in like the, I think the crawl is like the best uh, mm -hmm. part of the setting up the world in this movie, and the rest of the movie never delivers on it. Like there's there's an idea in this movie of possible like a, a cycle of violence between the the judge executioner cops and the city itself, uh, the overpopulation that links in. There, there's a way to link that and make it. Uh, congruous, um, but it, this movie never gets even close to that. Uh, yeah. The movie fucking ends with after uh, the big climax battle on the top of the 
Statue of Liberty, of course, uh, which is incredibly maybe the worst action scene in the movie, uh, which ends with Stallone like hanging off, supposedly hanging off the uh, Statue of Liberty. He looks like he's just standing on the ground. Like it doesn't even look like he's a bit in danger. There's not even like a a little bit of wind effect to make you believe <laughs> he's right. up a building, right? Um, yeah, he goes back to the police station. Uh, no explanation, nothing. They just cheer for him, and he decides to go back to be a cop yeah. to kill people. Like w- the whole movie happens, and nothing changes. It's it's insane. Right. It's completely stupid. There's no there's no point to it. Uh, I think. All three of these movies, my biggest problem with them is like the main character Stallone comes in and out of all these movies the exact same. There's not even a bit of character growth. There's nothing there. <coughs> he changes the most in Demolition Man, and I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. Like he I just really... kind of adapts to the future, but that's it. Like yeah. he doesn't change as a person he just knows how the future works now right and i can't believe i'm saying this in defense of this in defense of judge dread i don't know if that character should have so much of an arc um i think that that character is meant to be like he's made out of granite like he doesn't move he doesn't change and it should be the, the other characters around him but then again maybe the movie should not have actually been about him <laughs> But I think that's, a, that's a problem with the movie in general. Like it should have been about um, how am I forgetting your fucking name? Uh, Diane Lane or somebody else. Um, but yeah, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. It's it's very weird. Like the only the only movie, the only way this movie should end, right, and to make sense thematically, is with the abolition of judges. Uh, because it's right. like you can't have that much power in the hand of an organization that can be so easily corrupted. Um, but it doesn't. It just ends with him going back to the streets and killing people. Right. It's it's awful. Yeah. It's like it's like it almost it's almost felt insulting. Uh, like, yeah. I, I didn't hate this movie until yeah. the fucking end, right? <laughs> right. Like the the lessons of the movie are like you should have friends and there are people who deserve a second look. Like that's the, those are like the lessons of the movie and they do nothing with them. They don't really come back to them or address them. Like we're just like, okay, that's, that's, that's the ending, I guess. Rob Schneider is like, okay, he's free to go. And I guess we're supposed to take something from that. Um, oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot the kiss. Right, he had no friends, yeah. and now he has one girlfriend. Congrats, right. Dread. Yeah. yeah, and I do think you're right, though. But again, this is a problem I think that comes from the 2012 Dread movie, where at the end of that movie, Judge Dread again, he's still he's still granite. He still is like, I don't change at all. But he's very supportive of the fact that the rookie character is like maybe things should be a little bit different. Maybe maybe the fascism that we're living under shouldn't be the case. Um, and he's like encouraging her to do what she needs to do um, to take whatever stance she needs to take. 
at least that's my memory of the movie and how it sort of ends. I, maybe I should rewatch it. I should yeah. rewatch it to clean. I'm this gonna movie. I'm gonna rewatch yeah. Dread this weekend for sure. Like 100. I want to rewatch it now. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, you, it's like I, the, which which like I like Demolition Man so much more in comparison because at least it ends with like a statement on the world it's set in. It's just it's not it doesn't treat the world as a constant. Uh, like dread does for for dread the world is fucked up that's a constant and the the who's in power uh is what has to change but uh if the world stays fucked up it's it's okay right (laughs) yeah and i I do think the problem is like in this version of the movie in the version that was made in 1995 it should end with something a little bit more concrete. Like, I, it should end with him being like, we shouldn't be judges anymore. We should we should rebuild things. This version of Dread should come to that conclusion. But again, I don't think the movie is centered enough yeah. or has enough of a perspective <laughs> or a backbone for it to ever come to that conclusion. Um yeah, because there was just no central idea about what this movie should be for anybody to realize that. What I'm saying is that we should travel back in time to 1995 and get hired on this movie um, and uh, and fix it from the inside. Um, no, I, I think if we're going to travel back to get the better, more dread, I'm going to go back to like 2013 and just like kidnap uh, an, an Hollywood executive to green light dread too. Yes. Yes. We should, we should be focusing on that as well. Give it, dread. just give it, just give it. I, I really hope I, I will. I, I'm going to enjoy rewatching dread. I'm, I wonder if I will. Uh, it's probably uh, going to be weird. Um, to yeah. an extent. Yeah, uh, the last time I watched it, I hadn't seen either of the raids. So I'm curious what my perspective will yeah. be now. Um but yeah. Yeah, I remember that movie being pretty pretty sick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um on, the only movie with good 3D. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. one and it's dread. That's mm. it. Yeah. Yeah, Lena, Lena Hetty has a scar in that movie. She's pretty badass. She's pretty she's pretty cool. Uh, um, she got uh, more character development in that than all of Game of Thrones. There, I said it. Um, more character growth and an arc. Um, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. I think we're spiraling. Into yeah, I think we're done. Uh, so yeah, I'll say if you're gonna watch any of this movie, you want something really dumb and '80s. Uh, Tango and Cash is a good one, I think. I I even I already commented over uh, the comparable Commando. Mm-hmm. I think it's more fun because of, uh, in large part, Kurt Russell adding to the dynamic. Um, uh, and if you want a, a, a weird 90s sci-fi movie, I think Demolition Man is your thing. Uh, Dread, just watch Dread 2012. Uh, right. You don't need to see this movie. It's not, it's not there. Yeah. Uh, look, well, look up clips, I would say. There are, some, <laughs> there are some moments in this. I did like the, like the ceremony around sending the judges into the wasteland. Um, like that's the thing. There's mythology stuff that they drop on us where I'm like, that's really cool. 
give me that movie. Give me the movie about like the judges who are sent into the wasteland. Um, like that's a much better movie to me. I mean, that's just that's that's Mad Max. That's just yeah. like, Mad Max. But like, I, I'm into it. Just oh yeah, the Mad Max scenes are the best. I think yeah. the Mad Max lore is great. Uh, yeah, yeah, just. The that. guy, the cannibal with his sons. Uh, yeah. One son is like more machine than man. Yeah, it's it's cool. That has some cool stuff. Um, yeah. uh, contrary to the Russian man in this movie, the relationship completely unbelievable. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it makes no sense. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, I think that's it. Let's do some uh, plugs. Yeah. Uh, uh, I uh, like you. I'm is is you're on Twitter. E S A Y O U R in the same on Instagram. Follow me there. Um, and uh, go watch a samurai movie. Right. It's the time. Yeah. There's a new samurai game that I heard is okay. Uh, yeah. I've been watching some samurai movies, and it's been the best times. Yeah. 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 Do that. There's a Criterion sale. So you can maybe buy some of those movies uh, if you're someone who doesn't want to support Amazon because reasons, uh, and uh, you want to own Criterion movies. So go do that. Uh, buy. I think I saw Seven Samurai for like twenty bucks or something. So yeah, if it's if it's in stock, uh, pick that up. Um, my plugs: Phantom Zone podcast. Um, I feel like people who listen to this do listen to that, but uh, if you haven't, go go over there. Um, Eric might be on soon because I might be asking him right after we're done recording. Um, because I was supposed <laughs> to ask earlier. Um, so yeah, I look forward to that whenever that comes out. Uh, listen to previous episodes that Eric's been on. Uh, it's it's a it's a couple of them. Big gap there, but <laughs> no Dude, like there's like just a Jones episode in like 2018. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, hey. We're nothing but organized. Um, so yeah, uh, all that stuff, and I think that's all I got. Um, yeah, there, yeah, that's it. Uh, bye. We are the law. <laughs> yes, law.